Hello and you're very welcome back to the Public Eye podcast, a six-part series of podcasts brought to you by Granite Exchange. I'm your host, Sarah Travers, and throughout the series, I've been speaking with local entrepreneurs and business owners to learn more about how these companies have come to be, to gain some insight into their growth, and find out how they continue to innovate. So wherever you get your podcasts from, remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes over the next six weeks and subscribe to stay up to date. So who am I joined by today? Well, I'm delighted to say in the studio with me now, award-winning artist Jacqueline Rooney. Jacqueline, you're very, very welcome to the Public Eye podcast. Now, before we begin, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on Jacqueline. Inspired by the iconic scenery of the Mourns, I mean, what inspiration. Jacqueline has been creating artwork for as long as she's been able to hold a pencil. After spending years as an art teacher, inspiring her students to dream big and believe in their abilities, Jacqueline realised she too should be taking her own advice. And with that, she forged a highly successful career, pursuing her passion. With customers now from all over the world, she's able to share little pieces of County Down through her craft, bringing our beautiful seascapes and landscapes to a whole new audience, including features in Vogue magazine. And she had a phone call recently from TV presenter Jay Blades. Wow. But we'll talk a wee bit more about that in just a minute. Very exciting time for you, Jacqueline. Um, You've basically been drawing all of your life, as I said in the introduction, but taking the plunge and leaving the teaching job to do this full time. How big a decision was that? Hi Sarah. Um, yes, that was a decision that I mulled over for quite some time. Um, for years I was teaching my fabulous students to follow their dreams and to pursue their passions and there was this wee niggling in the back of my mind that I wasn't actually doing that myself. So um, I was painting and selling alongside um, being head of art for 12 years but um, I couldn't fully pursue that my passion um, until I decided to take the plunge and hand in my notice. So um, I have never regretted that decision, I have to say. And where did you teach? I was head of art in St Joseph's High School in Cross McLean and I loved it, absolutely loved it and loved my students there. So very happy memories. Well, I'm hearing great things too about your time there. I think uh, they loved having you as their art teacher and I'm sure they missed you terribly. Um, I'm sure there must be part of you misses the connection with the young people. Absolutely, Sarah. I mean, I, you know, they almost became like um, little little friends at the end of it all because uh, when you were taking them um, for A level, especially the students, you know, they were like little adults, and um, I would have I would have had a really nice rapport with my um, classes. And in actual fact, I went to my own art teacher's wedding, and she came to my wedding. So there's a something Aww. very special um, about that. As a subject, art sort of has a really lovely, uh, relaxed sort of setting, and I would have had the radio on in the background and the students it was uh, it was just a lovely experience and I personally loved every moment of it and yes I do miss it and I do miss them so and it's it's deeply personal art isn't it I mean it's really part of who you are absolutely through and through and um, so having a teacher that invests in you and knows how important it is it, it is really special too Um so how did you decide then uh, to start a business because there's one thing having it as a hobby and a sideline, but, you know, knowing that you have to feed the family and pay the bills is a, is a whole other thing. 
Yeah, it is entirely. And also coming from um, a teaching background in education, um, it was a whole new ball game to learn how to be, to grow a business and be an entrepreneur, as it were. Um, so what I did first and foremost was I was saving for quite some time with this dream in mind that I was going to pursue. And um, when I felt that I had a wee bit set set aside, I thought, right, it's time to do it. And um, yeah, I decided then I would start to educate myself in terms of business and I contacted the local council, Newry Morning Down District Council, and they were more than helpful in helping me to sort of get started and um, they have different programs available and they're absolutely fantastic and free so I did what was called um, the the grow your business program and I was assigned a mentor Sarah and she was absolutely amazing and she sort of helped me to think about um, my business as a you know as a business as it were and turned a hobby into a viable business basically and um, thinking of all the things behind the scenes that I hadn't considered obviously before so um, that was really helpful. Now, one of the the standout things for me right now would be that, um, you know, how do you grow your business when you are it? I mean, you can only be as productive uh, uh, as you can, but where are you at in in terms of of running the business and and painting and managing to do all of the other side of the business too? Um, That's a very good question because if someone were to ask me what do I need most right now it would be more hours in the day because um, I have to say I have two little boys at home Finn and Evan and they have me up from 5.30am every morning I'm sure you can appreciate (laughs) that and um, I actually use that time wisely when they're sort of in a little haze um, still sort of half sleeping in the morning I do my social media first thing every single morning so I discipline myself and um, there's different aspects of the business I, I love doing myself but then it's it's becoming more and more apparent that I need to delegate a wee bit more and I have help now with um, my digital marketing side of things and um, so it's there's a lot of areas of the business that I'm trying to continue to grow and I need the expert advice and help on those so um, there's there's a lot of things to juggle as it, at the moment you know. Now obviously we've been through and still going through um, a terribly difficult time. The pandemic has really challenged many businesses um, and others have pivoted and others have thrived. But lockdown has clearly had an immensely positive impact on your business. Tell us more. It has indeed, Sarah. Um, at the beginning of lockdown, I was I was sort of apprehensive and I thought, oh my goodness, people probably think I'm crazy that I handed in a very secure job and I'm now um, you know, self-employed. And my husband also is self-employed. But actually, I was very pleasantly dis- surprised to find that my business grew um, immensely over the um, pandemic. And this was due to, I think, a lot of people being at home and furloughed and wanting to put the money into their interiors. And um, they also found some kind of um, solace in my vibrant, uplifting colours in in the artwork. And I found there were people buying pieces for loved ones that they couldn't spend time with and saying things like, um, here's a painting of the Mourns and we'll get back there soon. Or this is a painting of um, Murloc Beach and hopefully we'll get back to happy times. And, you know, just people were so thoughtful and um, coming, coming at me from all angles basically for themselves, loved ones, their homes and in businesses as well. Sarah, a lot of people were doing Zoom calls and they wanted some vibrant artwork <laughs> for behind their for behind their desk. For and curating their little exactly, studios. Exactly. And um, LinkedIn was a great platform for that. And I found that there was a sudden surge of um, orders coming from businesses that wanted to update their own, whether it be a home office or office that they're working from as well. So that was that was brilliant. That is incredible. And uh, I mean, for anybody that doesn't know uh, Jacqueline's beautiful artwork, do check out her website she did mention there the vibrant colors she's sitting in front of me today in vibrant pink and they are bold but they're they're beautiful and it is that 
It is the landscapes, but perhaps never as you've seen them before. Um, you're reaching these global audiences now too. Do you pinch yourself sometimes? I actually do every single day. I feel so grateful. I do wake up every day and write down why I'm grateful and thankful for what's happened. Um, as you say, um, my artwork has been standing out and becoming very widely um, recognised as being something that is giving people, um, you know, sort of an emotional response and uplifting them, whether it be their home or their uh, place of work. And right now the world is a bit grey around us. So I think people need colour more than ever. And what I try to do is infuse vibrant colours into the landscapes that I know and love so that I can share them with the rest of the world and they can appreciate the beauty of where we are. You don't have too far to travel to appreciate and be inspired and I suppose do your work. Have you been able to get out and about and literally seek that solace yourself while painting? Yes, indeed. I was very fortunate that my brother built me a garden room um, at the start of lockdown. And um, so it's a purpose built studio and gallery in my um, home. And the views I have outside are from Carlingford Lock and the Cooley Peninsula and the Mourne Mountains. So it inspires me every single day. I also would have been taking my children for daily walks. And what happened over um, the pandemic were every time they saw wildflowers, they were saying, Mommy, it's like the colours in your painting. So I started painting, putting the wildflowers onto canvas. And that went viral, Sarah. I think that's my favourite I love it yeah, yeah people were buying them and just saying look they were like little splashes of colour and um, just really give them a feeling of hope you know so love that absolutely gorgeous and your boys must be so proud of you too yeah my boys are just amazing um, so Finn is five and Evan is three and a half and um, they are just so proud of mommy the artist they don't know me as anything other than that they don't remember me as a teacher and um, we would be it's so sweet um, Finn and Evan both have their own wee easels and their own um, like any any of my canvases that I'm not using I give them and they have their own wee shop set up and whenever a customer comes or someone comes to pick up a painting to click and collect as it were from the website they try to sell their own work as well and they'll say mum mum do they see if they want to buy this piece or that piece um, and Evan when we're in the car he would say mommy quick take a photo of mommy look at the sun going down over the mountains or they're so tuned in and it's so, it's such a lovely feeling that they're absorbing that you know the passion that I have and they're seeing what I see almost that's you know? amazing sort of yeah. absorbing the light and, and the beauty of the landscape yeah. around them rather than just being on the on the <laughs> on the screens all the time and yeah. um, you mentioned there that your husband is also self-employed so He also left his teaching career. Mm -hmm. So that's both of you have literally followed your entrepreneurial dreams. Um, Was that who went first? Well, basically, um, it sort of came out of um, out of the darkness came the light. Basically, Um, we lost um, both his parents to cancer within eight months and in the same 18 months had our two children. And it was a real time of change and reawakening. And we just decided, you know what, life's too short. We've talked about it for long enough. Teaching has become a very stressful career and I admire anyone um, out there who's teaching and don't get me wrong love loved it and have happy memories but it is hard a really hard um career and we both decided let's give it a go so I started first um and he went to part-time teaching and then um he opened up his own um converted uh, horse box coffee shop called Evanley Coffee after Evan and Finley our two boys mm-hmm. and he serves in Restrever Square every weekend and um, I think he's become one of the most popular people in the village because his <laughs> uh, his coffees and triviks are um are just amazing um, so yeah we're both in a we're kind of like ships in the night at the moment but we're happier in ourselves and our children are happier for it you know so but do you think that it's it was the right time for you to do that because I often think you know everything that happens in your life leads you to where you're supposed to be I don't know if you feel that I mean could you have been an entrepreneur from leaving college 
Absolutely not, Sarah. I wouldn't have had the confidence or the even the passion or the enthusiasm that I do today because um, I think I had to go through the years of the teaching and to appreciate really fully that I'm finally following my absolute dream and Scott, my husband, is the same, you know. So I don't think we would have appreciated it um, had we, you know, sort of embarked on that at 22 or 23 years of age. So we're both feeling very, very grateful right now. Now, I said in the introduction that uh, you have featured now in Vogue magazine and you also have been called personally by the TV presenter Jay Blades. Now, for those of people out there who don't know who that is have you been but tell us more this is all very exciting it's very exciting and again this has all happened in the past um, few months so basically um jay blades is a tv presenter i have um followed and love everything he does he is the presenter on the repair shop and money for nothing and he is um you would basically recognize him as soon as you see him but he's well known for his very stunning vibrant um upcycling of old pieces of furniture so he brings them back to life in his own unique way and uses very vibrant velvet fabric and things like that and I've always followed and loved his um, his designs and I remember saying to my sister um, you know I'd love to work with that man someday you know and she, we were laughing about it so over um, the pandemic I would think it was March time I um, got a message a voice note on Instagram from Jay Blades wow. and it was seven in the morning I remember it very clearly and he said he had seen my artwork and it um, gave him shivers in the back of his neck and he needed to talk to me and it inspired yeah. him uh-huh. so he, he rang me um, and we had a lovely phone call for about an hour and um, I was actually, I couldn't believe I was on the phone to him and every time I said to him, you know, he said, look, I'm just a man and I just love your work and we have to do something together. So um, th- thus the collaboration was uh, formed almost. So I, um, he has a beautiful piece of my work um, and he uses it now behind his design. So on his social media, um, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, he will put some of his designs up and my artwork is in behind then so that one complements the other goodness me uh-huh. that's incredible and we're in touch still and um, there's a few other things hopefully in the pipeline that we're going to be working on so it's, it's very exciting and again then that um opened up a whole new audience to me sarah you know so a lot of uh, orders started flooding in then from the uk that um people that wouldn't maybe have been familiar with my work prior to this so uh. and what about the vogue uh, <laughs> how did that happen because it hasn't just been once you've featured no. a couple of times yes um the last uh, so three um three months it would have been um november december and january issues and um, yes they found me on Instagram as well and said they absolutely loved my work and they felt I was a really perfect fit for their magazine and their readers and they wondered would I be happy to feature my work in their gallery for their magazine so of course I said yes. (laughs) No I don't think so sorry. (laughs) So again that has opened up um, you know a whole new audience as well to my work. This podcast is sponsored by Granite Legal Services, a niche business and immigration law practice located in the heart of Newry City. Granite Legal Services provides legal advice to both individuals and companies alike across a wide range of industries, from employment, commercial or corporate law matters to immigration law. Granite Legal Services focuses on providing legally sound, practical advice to its clients. To get in touch, visit www.granitelegalservices.co.uk or email us at inquiries at granitelegalservices.co.uk today. Well, it absolutely proves the power of social media for anybody that was still maybe not embracing it fully, especially for something so visual and so creative. Um, you do not know 
who you'll reach with it and all you need is that one influencer that one connection and then suddenly the doors are open and it costs you nothing Mm -hmm. this is it so what advice would you give I mean you are a visual person you are a creative person Um, social media the likes of picking the right platform I suppose is crucial too but Instagram is perfect for you what tips would you give people if they're if they're still uncertain as to how they do it? How, I mean, you talked about getting up at half past five in the morning only because you're up anyway <laughs> and doing your social media. What advice would you give to people about managing their social media accounts and social selling? Yes, I think the big thing for me is that I try not to be all about sales, you know, and I'm trying to sort of let people get to know me as an artist, as a person, and hopefully enjoy my work and enjoy my posts and the amount of people that say they look forward to every morning what I'm going to put up on, uh, you know, it brightens their day or the colours just make their day or whatever. So I think it's not about being salesy. I think it's just about um, sort of nurturing um, with your viewers, sort of nurturing that rapport again and building up um, that you're consistent every single day. I think you need to show up every day um, or you'll you'll be forgotten basically. So every single day you post yes, something and do I you do. have a strategy or does it just come to you? Um, I do, I mean I have uh, fantastic advice from certain people that I've been working with, mentors and so forth um, but it's, it's more instinctive for me um, in terms of like you know showing a piece that I've been working on or something from behind the scenes or whatever. Um, it's such a lovely engagement and a really um, natural response to my work and it's become almost, there are some people that are following me that from the UK for instance they say you know that hopefully and you know when the pandemic is fully over they'd love to come over and visit Restrever and see oh. the morns and see the areas who it's actually reaching people and letting them see the beauty of where we live so I just love that um building up that relationship with my followers and it's something I don't think I'm going to ever hand over I think I enjoy doing it too much myself you know so well I think it is that whole I know it's not about sales but people buy you as well and everything that you stand for and your values and do you get many requests then for specially commissioned pieces? I do. Um, unfortunately, time doesn't allow me to do a lot of those, Sarah. Very rarely now do I get to do a commission. Um, although it's quite nice because I know that the people that are buying my work are loving what I'm creating myself personally and something is resonating with them or whether it be the colours, the scene or a memory or something. So um, I don't unfortunately have enough time, enough hours in the day to do the commissions at the moment. Um, but it's something I have done in the past and enjoyed. And in terms of your products, do you have original ideas coming all the time or do you go to, do you know what, the wildflowers they sell? I'm going to keep painting those. What way do you work it? I like to try new things as much as I can to try and inject a wee bit of life into into uh, my work. And sometimes you try something, it may work and other times maybe not. Um, the seascapes are my absolute favourite because being beside the sea is something that's very important to me and there's something therapeutic about it. And even going down and sketching and taking photographs and just listening to the sounds of the water there's just this lovely feeling of you know as I say escapism I like to get that on canvas so I have certain things that I personally enjoy the morns are close to my heart where I was born as well so um, but I do diversify and I think it's important to do that all the time to try new things just to see if it's going you know and, and how the response is with it well as you said the landscape just keeps giving anyway because it's never the same two days in a row so do you have a particular uh, seascape do you like the rough seas or do you like something a little calmer 
I like um, one of my, I suppose one of my um, things that I'm most known for are my dramatic skies. So um, the sea sometimes can be the calm and the sky can be the, you know, the tempestuous colours and things come in there. And a lot of people say they just love, there's times where I'm, I'm out with my camera and the sky is literally pink and orange and I just have to get that onto canvas. And at, I think sometimes people think um, it wasn't actually that colour and, and it actually, it was, you know. And so it's trying to show what I see, it's, it's trying to put that onto canvas to share with the rest of the world so it could be just a moment captured but just trying to get that onto the canvas and you just have to work straight away do you do you just have yeah. to do it right Into then the night. and there yeah. oh goodness yeah. me. that must be incredible <laughs> to be able to do that in the yeah. first place I'm in awe um, how important I mean obviously you've got that real connection with nature um, and you live in the most beautiful place and and nature allows you to create and you're inspired by it but do you make a conscious effort to be sustainable and eco-friendly with everything that you use yes I try to be um Sarah one of the areas that I'm really trying to work on is packaging and making that as eco-friendly as possible so recycling and using eco-friendly products as much as I can so that's something that I've been working on and continue to I'm hoping to um integrate as much as I can so that it, nearly everything that I use now will be um recyclable um that's the one area that I can really try and push for my art you know and your customers like that too yeah they're happy you know as long as the painting is beautifully wrapped they are very happy then <laughs> to receive it well you sound incredibly um busy and we've we've seen that through through lockdown as well um how you talked about the discipline and you talked about the the early start but you know you can only do so much and then how do you manage the work life balance and how do you get time for you or is painting time has it moved from becoming a hobby to work you know do you can you get away from it or do you not want to I just I just feel so grateful it's it's a passion that it's never I just say like you know there's a saying it's find something you love and you'll never work a day in, in your life yeah. again I genuinely do love the Sunday night feeling I used to feel on a Sunday night oh no it's <laughs> oh Monday no. tomorrow and, and I know friends of mine would be ready to kill me when I say oh I can't wait tomorrow's Monday a fresh new week I can get to start it the, it's the lovely feeling in my job that um you know I still have to pinch myself when I say when someone asks what I do I'm an artist and you know I just still feel that gratitude for that but um you know a blank canvas there's nothing more beautiful than a blank canvas and the possibility of what what might go on to it you know so I get excited every single week when I start again you know so oh, that's, yeah that's incredible I mean there's not many people that get to do that oh I love Sunday nights <laughs> um now that you've got your studio built which I'm sure has been a wonderful addition so you can move out of the house a little bit instead of um, you know, doing everything in the one space. What does the future hold, would you say, for Jacqueline Rooney Art? Well, a lot of people have asked me um, about possibly tapping into, obviously, my experience as an art teacher and maybe looking into sharing that with, you know, in the future, um, whether it be one-to-one -one or at small groups and things. So there's that um, possibility, you know, um, in the future that I could be doing little workshops and maybe have people come to the area on a uh, on a travel experience and, and integrate that with the beautiful... Mm -hmm. Um, immersing themselves in the in the beauty of where we are and trying to maybe do some create some lovely artwork from it so that sounds really exciting and hopefully when people can start traveling again that would definitely be a wonderful addition to any visit to this part of the world well the purpose of this podcast is always to try and inspire existing business owners but especially any ambitious entrepreneurs out there so if anybody's listening to this maybe with that artistic bent and they don't know whether to follow their passion or do something a little more sensible <laughs> some might say um what 
what would you say to them right now? Um, I would just say follow your heart and your gut instinct um, this was always in my heart to do this um, my granny who's looking down at me now always just to say you know follow your you know you're an artist and make sure and follow your dreams and you know she was right she was very wise and I, I do think she's watching over me now with all the things that are happening but I just think you know you do you only get one life and the past year has shown us you know how we just don't know what's around the next corner and you don't want to live a life with regrets and what's the worst that can happen you know just give it your all and even if as you say it could be you could be having the idea while working and maybe trying to you know sow the seeds and do your homework and do your research and see what helps out there because there's an awful lot of help out there mentorship programs and things that are free and available so it's a I think you know do a wee bit of research ask the right people there's a lot of help that people are only too glad to give you encouragement and um you know so I would say if you're considering something and there's something niggling at you in the back of your mind just go for it and obviously you and your husband, you've you've never looked back. Um, do you get to see each other at all now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped for a coffee at the weekends when he's serving it. He, he was uh, with me to midnight last night, helping me package and uh, parcel up some paintings and things. So we do, um, do you know... Uh, we're kind of like as I say we're complementing one another in our businesses and you know weekends are where he um, trades mainly and I would have the children and vice versa but then we have quality time together and we get to spend you know we get like going on on on, like road trips and taking photos for my paintings and spending time with the children and stuff so we try to make the time that we have really you know really count it is carpe diem and it's Mm -hmm. absolutely um, about about doing it when the time is right and the time is obviously very very right for Jacqueline Rooney um, you're going to have to get a little bit more help but the minute I, I hear you your mum helps out and your husband's packaging to midnight uh, something's got to give here yeah it is it's the next step in the in the business basically Sarah I've been sort of toying with it for quite some time but I'm at that point now where I definitely have to look about um, you know hiring somebody properly is that nerve wracking <laughs> yes it is it's, it is and you know again I've been asking different people and they've taken the plunge and they just said you know what it'll be a brilliant decision and a brilliant move forward so it's finding that right person or people to help, you know. Well, I'm sure anybody that, that gets that position will be very, very lucky indeed. Jacqueline, it's been an absolute uh, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, give us a shout out for your for your website if anybody's listening to this now and thinks I must go and check out those wildflowers or those seascapes. Yes, indeed. It's just JacquelineRinney.com, www.JacquelineRinney.com and I'm on social media every single day, uh, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. So um, follow me on all of those and keep up to date with the new pieces that are coming out because there's quite a lot coming on the pipeline now so and if you struggle sleeping she'll be on there from <laughs> half five in the morning so you'll always answer. have a friend <laughs> continued success Jacqueline it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much everyone for joining us today you can join me on the next episode so wherever you get your podcasts from remember to keep an eye out for all new episodes over the next six weeks and subscribe to stay up to date This podcast was recorded in Granite Podcast Studio. Interested in starting up your own podcast but don't know how? Granite Podcast Studio can help. Record your podcast in our state-of-the-art studio, which is based in the heart of Newry City. Our studio has cutting-edge and user-friendly technology and can seat up to four people. We also provide an editing service our team using your guidance and editing notes to provide you with a flawless finished product leaving your listeners wanting more for more information on how you can get started visit www.granitepodcaststudio.com